0: Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox and You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. What kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids to a classroom? Homes.com knows that these are all the things that you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's all so you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com, we've done your homework. In every pair of Tacoba's boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style.
1: Up, things. Little food for your soul so Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful things. Laugh a little more things. Tight, tighten up your core, tight, tight, up your core said EK. You're kicking it with four things with Amy
0: Brown. Okay, today's the day. It is Thursday, December nineteenth. If you have listened to any previous episodes before this, I've been telling you that my mom's birthday would have been today, and this is going to be an episode dedicated to her. All four things are going to be related to my mom and Pimp and Joy, and I've got my sister coming on. And Pimp and Joy is a crazy movement that started when she was alive and battling. Cancer, and you'll get updated on it throughout, but in a different kind of way, because some of you may already know a lot about Pimp and Joy, but some of you may not. And so, this is just an episode that we wanted to dedicate to my mom on her special day where, you know, she was born in. 1948. So I don't know you do the math how old she would have been today. 71. Is that right? It's kind of crazy that she has been gone for over five years. But this might be weird. But I pulled up her obituary because honestly, I couldn't remember what year she was born. And I was like, wait, isn't weird if I read this? Because I feel like y'all could know a little bit more about my mom and her life. So I'm going to read that in the intro today, which I don't know, could be a little odd, but I'm just going to roll with it. The other 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 things we're going to get into today are a throwback Thursday is the first thing, which is a throwback to the Gracie Awards in 2014, maybe six or so months before my mom passed away. And she flew to LA, attended the awards with me and Bobby. My dad actually got to be there too. He wasn't sitting with us, but he was with some of my other family that could be there. And it was a really special night because you'll hear in the clip, like my mom was sick. She actually shouldn't have been there, but she was. And I have audio of Bobby presenting me with the award, which will also teach you a little bit about Pimp and Joy inside that clip. It's just neat to me because my mom was actually there and she was the one that recorded the video and the audio that we're going to be listening back to. And the first thing that will also set us up with the story Bobby tells inside the little speech that he gave sets us up for what we're going to do. And the second thing, which is I'm going to read an email that I got from a listener talking about her friend, Stephanie, who has been through a lot, but is someone that continues to choose joy, which again, was my mom's motto, Choose joy, spread joy, be joy, pimp and joy. And that is what Stephanie does. So I'm gonna read y'all the email. Right now I'm recording the central. I've already recorded all this stuff. And when I read the email at the end, I definitely got a little bit emotional. It was, I just connected so much with it and it was hard to read. But it definitely ends with something positive because then we hook Stephanie up with, along with some other people, like a cool little pimp and joy package of goodies and things for her to go do and have. So that's fun because spreading joy, love to do that. And then my sister, she listened to the second thing and she's on for the third thing. And then she wanted to add to the goodie package. So she comes on and does that. And then we talk about just how to celebrate the life of a loved one that you've lost. And maybe you haven't lost anybody that you've been super close to. And I hope you don't have to experience that. But in case you do, this could be helpful for you just to know and have, or if somebody close to you has lost somebody, then you can kind of know what they're going through or how you can help them celebrate the life of their loved one. And then, kind of, what my sister and I do to keep our mom's memory alive in, in the last five years. So, and my sister even has a good book recommendation as well, one that I need to read. So, that's the third thing. And then the fourth thing like, if you've been involved with Pimp and Joy at all, you have been a part of making such a huge difference in spreading joy to others. So, I have Captain Nelson's wife on Jennifer Nelson. And if you were a part of our Pimp and Joy camo t shirt line, a couple of years ago, then you were a part of building them a new house because Captain Nelson came home from overseas in a wheelchair. That was not how he originally started out. So his life made a huge shift and they had to change the way that they lived. And they partnered with Building Homes for Heroes and we were able to come alongside and help finance some of the home, which was crazy, the fact that we were able to do it with a simple Pimp and Joy t-shirt. Uh, that's just one example of how we've come alongside others or Organizations, individuals, groups, and been able to spread joy to them uh, through the sale of apparel. And I just wanted to give y'all an update from the Nelsons, just the impact that that made and how Pimp and Joy blessed their family. And if you were a part of that, you can just feel all the warm fuzzies. And maybe you weren't a part of that, but you've been a part of something else Pimp and Joy wise. And I get it. Maybe you haven't been able to buy apparel or you can't afford it. If you have simply chosen joy for yourself because you've been inspired by Pimp and Joy, Or you have spread joy to others in a non monetary manner, like smiling at someone, opening the door for someone, you know, leaving a nice note or something that doesn't cost anything. You have been a part of this movement with us, and that means so much. So if you've used the hashtag just to help spread the word or posted different things, like we appreciate you. So that's how we're going to round out the fourth thing. And then I'll do an email shout out, which is an email that I got from a listener named Ashley, who is dealing with loss this year. She just kind of wanted to know how to get through that. I just thought it was fitting with this episode that if I can offer some advice of comfort for that because I know the anxiety and the lack of sleep that comes along with that and that's really what Ashley is struggling with so we'll do that email at the end oh shoot I didn't read the obituary which now I'm starting to think this might be kind of weird but whatever I'm just going to roll with it here it is uh, from Austin American Statesman the beautiful soul of our precious mother and friend Judy Elizabeth Moffitt was ushered to her heavenly home on the bright morning on October 22nd 2014 she leaves behind a devoted army of loved ones whoever rallied around her for life celebrations trials and most recently her courageous battle with cancer. Born on December 19, 1948 in Gadsden Alabama, Judy was the daughter of Elwyn and Marilyn Christopher and the sister of Peggy Lynn and Joe Bob. She spent much of her life in Birmingham, Alabama until 1976 when her path brought her to Austin, Texas, the place she raised her two beloved daughters. Judy lived life well. Always humble in nature and with an unwavering dedication to Jesus, family, friends, and work. Her faith and outlook drew people to her as she encouraged them in their own spiritual journeys. Throughout her illness, she held tight to Nehemiah 8.10. The joy of the Lord is my strength. She found such joy even in her suffering and inspired a movement of others choosing to do the same. Judy is survived by a multitude of friends and family, including her daughter Christy, and her husband, Ben, and their four children, Adeline, Gunnison, Creed, and South, and her daughter, Amy, and her husband, Ben, and their future adoptive children. A celebration service of Judy's life is scheduled in Austin, Saturday, November 1st at 2 p.m. Okay, now it just kind of gets into the details of her funeral, which we called a celebration of life. And I got to say, it was like one of the coolest things ever. And I heard that from so many people that attended because sort of for me, it feels like a blur, Um, but from what I have heard from others it just went off so well and I think my mom would have been so happy and she got to be a part of uh, planning her funeral that was a hard talk that we had to have one night um, my sister and I had to sit with her on the couch and say hey what do you what do you see this looking like what would what could we do to honor you and uh yeah we didn't call it a funeral we called it a celebration of life and gosh it was just a really really special day. Even looking back at, at pictures and hearing stories, I, I know that and I feel it. And it was just really cool. Even though it's like, you know, your wedding day or someday special where you're supposed to be paying attention to everything, it's kind of hard when you're in that moment because you're also grieving and there's a lot happening. But I think my mom would have been happy with how it turned out. So uh, and in the obituary, it says, yeah, uh, Amy and her husband been in their future adoptive children. So at the time my mom passed away, we had not gotten our kids from Haiti. So she never got to meet them. She got to see them on FaceTime, but never got to meet them in person. Uh, But what's crazy is this Saturday, December 21st, my kids will have officially been in America two years. So we brought them to Nashville on December 21st. 2 years ago, so that was 2017. Totally nuts that 2 years has passed with that. It's crazy. And uh okay, so that's a little intro for today. I gave y'all the menu of the four things and what to expect, and I just really hope that y'all enjoy today's episode and you feel inspired and you choose joy for yourself and you spread it to others. Choose joy, spread joy, be joy, pimp and joy. First thing Okay. So for this thing, the first thing we're going to throw it back about five and a half years ago, this is a moment where my mom was actually with me and I've got audio of Bobby presenting me with a Gracie award, which is an award for women in media. So even in the beginning of the clip, you'll hear Bobby make a joke about being with women there. And that's why in case you're like, "What, what is that joke? I don't get it. So what's cool is my mom was actually taking this video because Bobby was on stage presenting it. I was side stage about to walk out and receive it. And my mom was able to be in the crowd and the awards were in LA. And my mom was not feeling that great at the time. This was maybe six months or so before she passed away and she did not feel that great. So she... But she came anyway. And that's still super special to me that she powered through because she had been throwing up. She felt weak. We went to get our nails done. She almost didn't make it down to the salon. She was drinking insurers, trying to just give herself calories and energy, even though she really had no desire to eat. But she was there and she looked beautiful. Like I have a picture of me and my mom framed from this night. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't know. Like looking at the picture, she looks so beautiful. She doesn't look sick, but she... Actually had a pretty rough weekend that weekend, but she made an effort to be there for me. And I will never forget um, my night at the Gracie Awards. In Bobby's acceptance speech, you'll hear a little bit about 30 Abes, which he'll explain that what that is if you don't know. But then what I wanted to really get to is the part where he talks about my mom and Pimp and Joy. This was just a really special moment. And it'll also tie into what we're gonna get into with the second thing where I read a listener email and we're, we're gonna bless or we, I read an email from a listener talking about one of her friends that she wants to spread joy to. And we're going to be able to spread joy, to pimp some joy in the next thing. So this is kind of a setup for that. And also a cool throwback, since it is Thursday. Why not? Throwback Thursday of a video from the Gracie Awards. And my mom is actually the one that recorded this. Here we go. Hello, and
1: uh, well, i first like to say it's great to be here because I, like many of you, love women. So yes. thank you. Um, it's especially great to be here because I'm presenting this award to uh, one of my best friends. Uh, her name is Amy, and I would first like to talk about 30 Abes, which is something that came from, from her brain. And 30 Abes stands for 30 Abraham Lincoln's, which is 30 cents. And that's what it costs to feed a kid in Haiti. And Amy had spent so much time at orphanages in Haiti and said, I have this idea. And we came up with the name 30 Abes at an airport. We wrote it on a napkin. And it showed me that one person really can make a difference in creating and leading. And from just that, we raised 500,000 meals, it's in the Guinness Book of World Records for most food ever packed and delivered and shipped to an orphanage in Haiti. And and that was the first thing that really showed me that one person really can make a difference. Amy's also, aside from being my best friend, uh, my co-host on the radio, and we didn't know until. Today, yesterday, maybe the day before, if her mom was going to be able to make it. Her mom has been battling cancer for a couple of years, and her mom's here tonight, and that's really special to her. And so, from Amy's mom's struggles, and I remember Amy telling me the story when her mom was re diagnosed. They went to the chapel, and Amy's mom said a prayer, and her prayer was, uh, I would just like to be used for joy. And so through the hundreds of radio stations that we're on, we created a campaign called Pimp and Joy, where we just spread joy all over the country. And it was because of the prayer that Amy's mom said, that Amy came to me about, that we were able to do this in so many cities. And one quick story is that there was a mom, and she was in Tampa, Florida. And we live in Nashville, Tennessee, and she was in Tampa, Florida. And she couldn't afford the tires for a car, but she just needed one. And the guy was pressuring her into four tires, And the guy behind her said, no, I'm paying for these. I'll pay for all four of them. There's this radio show that I listen to that promotes spreading joy. We never knew who the guy was. He paid for all four our tires. She called us. She was like, I've never heard your show until I heard about this, but thank you so much. And that's just what it's like to to work with Amy. I spend five hours next to her every single day. She makes me a better radio person, but mostly she just makes me a better person. So my best friend, my co-host, and my emergency contact in case I get hurt. (laughs) This
0: is Amy. Hi, Mom. I'm so glad that you're here with me tonight, and I know my dad's sitting over there, so it's really awesome to be here, and I feel like it would only be appropriate if we gave a shout out to table 21. I'm not even sitting at that table. Um, was really near and dear to me because my husband and I are personally adopting from the orphanage that received the 500,000 meals. <laughs> so I personally know the children and the nannies and the staff that benefited from the food that shipped there, and that's just near and dear to my heart to know those people and know that they benefited from that. And there's so many people that thank for 30 Apes. I mean, Clear Channel, Premier, Bobby, our whole morning show, uh, Mana, Team Haiti, uh, our listeners, oh my goodness, they funded the thing. Uh, Nashville Country Radio, the record labels, the artists, they really came through. And so I feel just honored to be here accepting this award on behalf of everybody that contributed to 30 Apes. Uh, Because with that, we were able to impact hunger and make history. So I'm honored to be here. So thank you so much. So that is the video. And uh, I know that my mom was super proud in the crowd. Like you can even see her finger over the video when she's taking it. And to me, that's super special because it's like right at the beginning of the video, it's her finger. And I'm like, oh, that's mom's finger. It's kind of like I still have a voicemail on one of my phones that I refuse to get rid of because her voicemail is on there. And I'm like, I can't. Get rid of it. Even though I know I can take the time to store the voicemail somewhere else, it's just still there on that account. So it was a little bit about the whole reason I was getting the award was for 30 ABEs, but really I wanted Bobby's part of the speech where it talked about Pimp and Joy and my mom's prayer, Lord, use this cancer for good. And she really meant it. And it was the most selfless thing I've ever witnessed. Anytime something is done with Pimp and Joy or a shirt is sold, I've told y'all. Before, but maybe you're a new listener and you don't know. But that is to me and my family, it's like an answer to her prayer, and it continues to get answered. Being able to bless others and bless our listeners, and listeners go out and bless other people. Like the fact that that guy went and bought that woman tires, and she didn't even know us she didn't even know the show and she called in and told us that story we still don't know who that man is like if I could ever find who that man is that bought the woman tires during joy week that's so crazy like my mom was alive during that time a lot of this stuff that happens my mom she was she's not here I mean I hope she's seeing it and she but I wish she was just here to kind of see it she wouldn't even believe it I feel like she'd be like are you crazy I can't believe y'all are able to do this but she was alive for that and I know it blew her away that people were choosing joy for themselves but also spreading joy to others simply because she made a decision to choose joy during her cancer battle so I thought that little throwback video was awesome and just wanted to share that with y'all because I haven't ever played on the podcast I'm pretty sure it got played on the Bobby bone show probably yeah five and a half years ago after it happened but I for I hadn't thought about it in a while I and mean, when I was thinking about this episode I thought okay that could be a good first thing a good intro into kind of what Pimpin' joy is and then a special because my mom was there and then it'll also tee up that we want to continue spreading that joy which is what we're going to do in the next thing in every pair of Takova's boots you can expect handmade quality first wear comfort and timeless western style a great pair of western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments Tecova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. Now, the best way to shop for boots is at your local Takova store where you're gonna be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like, I want research. I want to know, like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18-plus multivitamin. The results... Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. A friend was over for dinner the other day and, you know, we were just making conversation around the table, asking questions. And this friend said to my daughter, like, hey, what's something that makes your mom happy? And her response without missing a beat was clean countertops wiping down the countertops is a simple way for me to reset especially when the smell is just right and by smell i'm talking about coconut coconut scented clorox and Tiva is my go-to and i personally love that she answered that without hesitation that means she knows me well and that's really special and of course yeah i do love clean countertops i love wiping them down I will always choose the smell of coconut over anything. I don't know what scent matches your vibe, but there's coconut, there's grapefruit, there's lavender. And again, for me, it's always going to be coconut. My kitchen smells like a little tropical vacation when I use it. And I love that with Clorox, I know I'm getting a really good clean as well. So it's a powerful clean and a refreshing scent. Clorox Scentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. You can get yours now at a retail store near you. All right, you got to love a place that makes shopping for gifts super easy because heads up, Father's Day is June 16th and Macy's has got you covered. Their ultimate gift guide makes shopping for the dad or the dad figure in your life super easy. You can shop by price, 25 and under, 15 and under, 100 and lux. You can shop by category like cologne, watches, leather goods. You can even shop by gift lists, Like, if your dad loves to grill, then shop for Grill Master Things. If your dad loves to golf, then you can go to the gift list that is for the golfer. I mean, really, Macy's has thought of it all. If you have a tech-savvy dad, voila, Macy's Gift Finder, again, has you covered with that. Top gifts include Beats headphones, JBL portable speakers, Nintendo Switch, and more. Top brands such as Calvin Klein, Tommy Hilfiger, Polo Ralph Lauren, Columbia, and more. Really, Macy's has it all. So don't be a last-minute shopper. Father's Day is June 16th. Make sure to check out Macy's.com slash giftfinder to find a unique gift they'll love.
1: Second thing.
0: Okay, so as I mentioned, for the second thing today, it's gonna be about spreading some joy to someone who has been through a lot, but chooses joy herself. And I'm going to read to you an email that Abby sent in about her friend Stephanie. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, Stephanie. Gosh, you've been through so much, but she maintains an attitude of joy and she chooses joy. And it's not always easy to do that. And Stephanie, if you're listening, I know that. Gosh, even reading this email, I know how hard it is and it takes work and you're dedicated to it. And that is very inspiring to me. And just like watching my mom make that choice. It was hard some days, but I really, really admired her for that. And I'm thankful for her legacy and your kids are watching you and they are probably like, wow, my mom is amazing and so strong. And they're going to be so thankful that you were someone that decided to choose joy, even given all of the circumstances. And and I'll read the email and then afterwards, I'll share how we're going to spread some joy towards Stephanie and her family. So dear Amy, I wanna tell you about my friend Stephanie. What did she do when she loses her mother to cancer? Watching her mother die from a sickness that she is not old enough to understand? She chooses joy. What does she do when she is surrounded by this sickness every day at her job? Watching people fight a disease they don't always understand? She chooses joy. What does she do when her husband is diagnosed with brain cancer? Watching the father of her two kids and the love of her life fight something she knows too much about? She chooses joy. Stephanie chooses joy when life and circumstances provide none. When others would give up the fight, Stephanie joins the fight. Inspired by your journey with your sister and mom, Stephanie has taken up a mantra of choosing joy in every aspect of her life. My friend Stephanie has witnessed a generation's worth of despair and discouragement, yet you would never know by the joy she brings others. At 12 years old, shortly after her parents divorced, her mother was diagnosed with breast cancer. Knowing my friend, I knew she was hurting and lost inside. However, on numerous occasions, she told me, I can tell my mom is looking at me for strength, and I'm going to be strong for her. Looking back at the maturity of that statement astonishes me. Being by her mother's side every step of the way, she witnessed the impact a doctor and their staff has on the well-being of a patient. After experiencing both good and bad, the experience she and her mother shared with a certain oncology nurse brought much joy and compassion and led her to her own career as an oncology nurse. Her mother eventually lost the battle to this horrible disease. In high school, Stephanie started a group to raise money for breast cancer research. Every year, she would design a t-shirt and the proceeds would benefit those finding a cure for this horrible disease, the disease that took the life of her mother. When others ran, she once again joined the fight. Her efforts raised awareness of breast cancer to teenagers like her in the community. Stephanie began her college career playing softball at a local community college while dreaming of starting her career as an oncology nurse. She wanted to provide the same joy and compassion she and her mother received years earlier from that one oncology nurse. Since graduation, Stephanie has been privileged to serve hundreds of patients at the Cancer Center of Kansas for the past nine years. She chooses to bring joy to her patients when joy is the last thing they can think of. She celebrates the wins and pays respect to those who lose Their battle. Her patients never battle alone. I can hear her saying, I can tell my patient is looking at me for strength and I'm going to be strong for them. That same disease that took her mother's life, that takes many of her patients' lives, now hits much closer to home. Stephanie met Jeff in college. They married after graduation and share a life with two beautiful children, Owen, six, and Elliot, three. On July 5th, 2019, the reality of what she faced at 12 years old. And faces every day at work Now is now attacking the love of her life. Jeff was diagnosed with an aggressive form of brain cancer. Jeff is 34 years old and has been the main provider for the family financially. My friend, just like at 12 years old, I know is hurting and lost inside. But I also know that she is telling herself, I can tell Jeff is looking at me for strength and I'm going to be strong for him. Today, I wanted to tell you Stephanie's story and see if there was any way we could spread some joy her way. Stephanie was always thinking about others and wanting to make others smile. We are hoping you could help us flip the script and give her a surprise to let her know how much joy she brings to everyone around her. Please consider recognizing Stephanie for her outstanding service to her patients and let her know that she isn't fighting alone. Stephanie is the epitome of choosing joy. Sincerely, Abby Lara. So, Abby, thank you for the email. And Stephanie, if you're listening, gosh, how cool to have such a close friendship with Abby, someone who's known you for so long and knows you so well, and um, wants others to recognize your amazingness. And not that you're looking for that at all. I know that you're not, Um, but your friend just wants you to know that you're not alone, and that you are appreciated, and that. Gosh, it's not easy to choose joy like you've had to over and over again, given the circumstances that surround you. But um, the fact that you make an effort to do that is amazing. And um, it does remind me of my mom. And uh, my mom would be so happy to know that right now we're going to be able to spread a little bit of joy your way. Now, this isn't like anything too crazy, Um, but we did find some people in Wichita that wanted to partner and um, throw some little gifts out there for you. And this is what we have lined up for you. Stephanie, you definitely need some time for yourself, like maybe massage, facial time. We have a little spa day for two at OptiLife Health and Fitness, which um, I've been there. It's so beautiful and amazing. And the people there are great. So hopefully you can escape there. Um, for a little bit, we have four VIP tickets to Disney on ice from interest bank arena with meet and greets with the characters, which I think is something, um, that, you know, Owen and Elliot will love like a little family night out doing that. Um, then we also have two tickets to see George Strait in January. Um, that's coming from George and universal music group in Nashville. And we also have some George Strait goodies and swag, and then before the show, we'll hook you up with dinner for two so it can be a complete little night out for you, maybe with a girlfriend or maybe uh, your husband or whatever you want to do. Uh, but I, I, what's funny is, or ironic or great, amazing, whatever you want to put it, is we already had the George Strait stuff lined up. And when we were talking to somebody else about this, um, they informed us that George Strait was one of your mom's favorite artist, one of Stephanie's mom's favorites, which he's one of my favorites too. But I was like, oh, how perfect is this that George is gonna be in Wichita in January and we're able to do this. And that'll be something that's super special to go and watch one of your mom's uh, favorite people perform. And everybody loves them some George. If you don't, I don't know what is wrong with you, but I feel like that'll be a really special concert. And then we're also gonna be sending you some Pimp and Joy swag so you can rep that joy and then we also have our new Espoir Four Things Gratitude Journal that we're going to be sending you. And I feel like you're probably someone that already is good at recognizing the things in your life that you're thankful for, but maybe now you can jot it down and keep a little journal if you don't already and look back on it. And for 2020, you can document some stuff and then look back and, and reflect on your year. So uh, Stephanie, you're awesome. And I don't think I ever said her last name. So we should give her her full name respect. But Stephanie Hoig, I think I'm saying that correctly. You are awesome. And thank you for being a light in this world. Um, And gosh, taking on the job of being an oncology nurse, any nurse for that matter. Gosh, my dad was in the hospital last week. And it just reminded me, oh, uh, but took me back honestly to times I was there with my mom and ugh, it's such a, the nurses there, they, they were not having to do fun stuff. I'm just going to leave it at that. My dad was going through some things that were just not fun and I, he just felt awful and there's nothing he could do. And these nurses were just so loving and kind and caring and gentle and considerate and um, just, left him feeling like, okay, it's fine. We've got this. Don't you worry a second about us. This isn't about us. It's about you. And it's about you getting better. And he was able to just, you know, have dignity in a time where it's hard to. So gosh, nurses are just so awesome. And I just even remember back when my mom was going through stuff, there's a doctor that was particularly impactful. Um. And he even prayed with my mom, like at the end. And I'm not saying that this is for everybody, but for us, it was everything. And he knew that the time was near. And I would say he was relatively all business up until that point, which I think you have to be. There's gotta be a side of you as a nurse and a doctor that works in something like cancer when you work in oncology. Gosh, it's such a you know terminal type place. Um, you know, You have to see a lot and go through a lot with patience and it's good to just have your game face on and not get too attached and I would say he was pretty professional but once he realized like it was the near the end was near um he kind of like took down that wall and it just meant so much to us for him to just be human with us for a second and I just remember him asking if he could pray with us and me my mom and my sister and he did and um It was really thoughtful, and then he said, he told my mom, he said, you know, uh, next time I see you, it'll be in heaven. And I know that that was hard for him to do, and just probably what doctors like that and nurses like that have to go home with every day, just the heavy weight of that on their shoulder is just a lot. So Stephanie, for you to carry around stuff like that, and they'll then continue, continue to be strong for people, and continue to choose joy and now have to do that with your husband. I just can't even imagine. So um, gosh, I wish I could just reach through the podcast right now and give you the biggest hug, Um, which maybe one day I will be able to, but for now, you're just going to have to live with the spa day and the Disney on ice and the George Strait tickets and the Pimp and Joy swag. <laughs> um, and that is going to be my, my hug for now. And then, um, and a big thank you again to Opti Life Fitness and Intrust Bank Arena and George and Universal Music Group um, for helping us out with some of that stuff. And um, I hope it does bring a little bit of joy your way. So thank you, Stephanie. You're awesome. <laughs> So got to give a quick shout out to Walgreens. I do a lot of work with Haiti. Obviously, it's a place that's close to my heart. And every December, Team Haiti puts on a women's conference where they gather women. They talk about health issues. uh, They do self-worth exercises, singing, praise and worship, like all kinds of things. I mean, women in Haiti, they look forward to this conference every single year. And Walgreens was awesome and donated stuff to put inside the four things totes bags that we made for the ladies, like soap and glory body washes and soaps, hand sanitizers, toothbrushes, and more. And those women will love that stuff so much. So thank you, Walgreens, for giving back with this amazing donation. This holiday season, get in, get out, get jolly with Walgreens. In every pair of Tecova's boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Takova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers and with occasional resoling they will last a lifetime. Now the best way to shop for boots is at your local Takova store where you're going to be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Visit Tacovas.com. that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and don't go gently, y'all. A friend was over for dinner the other day, and, you know, we were just making conversation around the table, asking questions, and this friend said to my daughter, like, hey, what's something that makes your mom happy? And her response, without missing a beat, was clean countertops. Wiping down the countertops is a simple way for me to reset, especially when the smell is just right. And by smell, I'm talking about coconut. Coconut Coconut-scented Clorox Scentiva is my go-to. And I personally love that she answered that without hesitation. That means she knows me well, and that's really special. And of course, yeah, I do love clean countertops. I love wiping them down. I will always choose the smell of coconut over anything. I don't know what scent matches your vibe, but there's coconut, there's grapefruit, there's lavender, Host Nora McInerney is back for season two of the Head Start Embracing the Journey, a podcast from Ruby Studio and Abbey. In each episode, Nora has real conversations with real people living with chronic migraine to see how they take action to understand the disease. Recognizing how a migraine attack can change the course of your day, she unpacks each guest journey and how they talk to their doctors to find out the treatment plans that are right for them. Along with headache specialist Dr. Christopher Ryan and other special guests, Nora speaks to these incredible people who have channeled their feelings of isolation and their chronic migraine journey into advocacy and art. Plus, there are also eight episodes of their first season available for you that are worth binging. So jump into the conversation for season two, a show that creates a little more space for empathy and understanding in such a complicated world. There shouldn't be so much hesitation around asking questions and asking for help, so don't wait. Join the head start embracing the journey as they learn a little more about life with chronic migraine. All right. You got to love a place that makes shopping for gifts super easy because heads up Father's Day is June 16th and Macy's has got you covered. Their ultimate gift guide makes shopping for the dad or the dad figure in your life super easy. You can shop by price, 25 and under, 15 and under, 100 and lux. You can shop by category like cologne, watches, leather goods. You can even shop by gift lists. Like if your dad loves to grill, then shop for grill master things. If your dad loves to golf, then you can go to the gift list that is for the golfer. I mean, really, Macy's has thought of it all. If you have a tech-savvy dad, voila, Macy's Gift Finder, again, has you covered with that. Top gifts include Beats headphones, JBL portable speakers, Nintendo Switch, and more. Top brands such as Calvin Klein, Tommy Hilfiger, Polo Ralph Lauren, Columbia, and more. Really, Macy's has it all, so don't be a last-minute shopper. Father's Day is June 16th. Make sure to check out Macy's.com giftfinder to find a unique gift they'll love. Here we go. Okay, so I don't think I could do an episode dedicated to mom and pimp and joy on her birthday or what would have been her birthday without bringing my sister on so this is christy she's come on the podcast before but maybe you're not familiar but she's four years older than me and we went through the whole thing with mom together as her caregivers and just went through went through a lot but i know too, I sent you the audio of the second thing. So you heard the whole Stephanie email and then what we were doing for her. And then you were like, oh, I want to pimp some joy and throw in some coffee from Root House. So you're going to do that too for Stephanie.
2: Yes, I listened to her wh- whole story and I definitely want to send her some coffee and a couple other things from the shop. I just have to go there and pick it out exactly for her. But she's been through a lot and is continuing to deal with a lot. And just kind of in honor of mom and in honor of how she chooses joy, how Stephanie is choosing joy. I want to just recognize that in her. Yeah. So So. yes, I'll pick some things out and we'll get that her way.
0: Yeah. My sister has some of the cutest little gifts too. So if you're ever in Pagosa, Colorado, like I live in Nashville, but my sister lives in Colorado now with her husband and their four kids and they just bought a coffee shop, and it's called Root House, and it's in Pagosa. And I can't—we're coming there for Christmas. Like, I literally cannot wait. I'm so excited. Um, and I wish yeah. we could have been recording this in person, but we're doing it on the phone. When you were here for Thanksgiving, I thought maybe we could knock it out, but we were just too busy doing other things. I know, and it then was a
2: whirlwind—it
0: was. So, so uh, I kind of just want to talk to you about how we have dealt with honoring mom since she passed away and what that has looked like for us. And then maybe give people ideas on how they can do it. Now, I know the other day you sent me a text message that you were at the bakery, at the coffee shop inside the little room y'all bake in. And you were there by yourself making mom's cheesecake for the first time yourself to sell at the bakery or y'all were having a party at the coffee shop or something. And you sent me a text and you're like, don't mind me. I'm just here by myself baking and crying. And it, it just was a thing. But that, that was something that was super special. Judy's cheesecake. She was known for it. People would ask her to make it. When dad had a restaurant back in the day, it was on the menu. And so now you you're going to
2: regularly. Yeah. yeah but you're going to go and we lick the beaters.
0: Yeah. So you're going to put it in the coffee
2: shop. Right? We'll eventually be making it regularly at the coffee shop, but I was making it. The town was having a Christmas party and we were catering it. And I was like, okay, dessert is definitely Judy's cheesecake. And I have the recipe, which we thought we did not have, but remember we came across it like months after mom passed away. And that was one of the things we were like, oh crap, we didn't get the cheesecake recipe. And we came across it in a random stack of papers. So it's taped to my pantry right now.
0: And, and it's I in mom's handwriting. <laughs> yeah, well, Actually, it's in Aunt
2: Lisa's handwriting. Oh, it it's is? My friend Lisa's handwriting. Yes, some of the measurements are missing, so we had to, like, guess what those are. No, but Aunt Lisa told us the story later after mom passed away. She's like, oh, yeah, we found that recipe in a Bon Appetit magazine, <laughs> and um, <laughs> we wrote it down. <laughs> and so that was the recipe mom worked off of was... With them finding it in the magazine, Aunt Lisa wrote it down, and then she would make it weekly for Christopher's restaurant back yeah. in the 80s.
0: Back in the day. Um,
2: yeah, so I was making it, and I've only made it one other time on my own, and then before that would only be, like, with her that we ever made it. I never had a reason to, like, know the recipe or make it on my own because Mom was so good at it.
0: Well, I'm excited for um, that, to come to the coffee yeah. shop one day and see anyway, Judy's coming. Cheesecake on the menu, and I think that that's, and not everybody has a coffee shop to display their mother's uh, recipe. And and that's not what we're suggesting at all. But I think recipes are a way that you can celebrate loved ones who have passed on. But just make sure that if, while they're still around, collect those things. Because that was kind of a scary moment when we didn't think we could find that recipe. And there's a couple of other things she used to make that we don't know exactly how to make it. And I wish we had. So a tip would be, to collect those recipes while people are still alive. But if they have passed on, you can use food to still honor them and make that every year, maybe on their birthday, or make it for other people in your life that you care about. And that can be a way to keep that person alive.
2: Right. And I think also, for me, something I was always think of of mom is walking in her house and, you know, especially if it was morning time, if you walked in, she'd be like, let's have some coffee. You know, and she'd want to sit down and like have a cup and saucer with coffee and mm-hmm. just talk for a second. And so that's always a big memory, you know, for me, even. Anytime I have coffee, I think of her.
0: Yeah. And then there's um, a concoction yeah. that you whip up, especially around the holidays that mom used to put on the stove. And I think leading yes. into Christmas, people need to know how to do this because it makes your whole house smell amazing and you feel really festive. So this is another way that we're we're keeping mom alive is we need to share this with people so that they can put it in their home.
2: Oh, yeah. We need to share that recipe.
0: Okay. So what you is want it? Do right now or do yeah. you
2: want to just put it up there? No, it's no. like you just put water in a like a pot on the stove and kind of fill it up with water. And then you just put cinnamon sticks and little whole cloves and orange slices. And if you have a real Christmas tree, just cut some pine. Or if you live by pines, put some pine in there and cranberries. And you just put all that in there and just keep it on the stove. And you can just keep refilling it with water. And it just makes your home kind of smell Christmassy. And it's really pretty when you make it. Mom used to always just have a little of that going during the Christmas time? Yeah. So yeah, so that totally just reminds me of her
0: too. Turn it on and it so. would just smell amazing. So there's a little <laughs> pro tip there from, from Judy on how to make your house smell good. And then, you know, I was kind of just thinking about other ways that, I mean, we're fortunate in that we have... Pimp and Joy. And that is not lost on us for one second. that is not normal. That is so not normal. And yeah, the fact that... And not
2: something I think we like anticipated at all, you Mm -hmm. know, in walking through her death with her. And even at her funeral, I can remember there was like 15 Pimp and Joy hats and they weren't even really a thing yet. It was like a prototype.
0: Yeah, we had not sold them yet, but Mary went ahead and had some rush made and sent to us. So that way the pallbearers and anybody... At the funeral, could all have on the Pimpin Joy hats, and then the whole Bobby Bone show flew in, and they all wore the Pimpin right. Joy hats, which was they really special. Yeah. And yeah, so it's not lost on us that that is not normal, and we are so thankful for uh, that. Her legacy in that, and the blessings that it is that it is to others, and the blessing it has been in our life, and the way that we have to be like, oh wow, like that. Yes, her prayer was answered; it's being used for good, and so. We're so thankful for that, but we know not everybody has that. So I just wanted to run through things I was thinking about to keep people's memory alive if they're gone. And you can think of things they used to do and do that in their honor. Like Christy was saying, like— having coffee in a little cup with a saucer is something my mom really enjoyed and she liked to do. But maybe it's another hobby or activity or a favorite movie or like our mom loved Medea movies. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like she had an <laughs> odd obsession with Medea. <laughs> and, and she loved While You Were Sleeping. Yes. That, with movie. We watched that with her all the time. Mm-hmm. And so Christine, yeah. I, I have even since then put on while you were sleeping because we're like, okay, mom used to love to watch this. So that's another thing you can do just being with family. Like when over Thanksgiving, when y'all were here, we busted out mom's silverware that I inherited. It's like this really special silverware she had. And I don't ever, ever use it. In fact, I wanted to use really nice disposable dishes (laughs) for Thanksgiving because There was 23 people at my house. And I thought, well, I just want to save us from doing all the dishes. And my sister. I was not going to have that. She refused. She's little mini Martha Stewart over here. And she (laughs) told me straight up, food tastes better when it's on a real plate. And you're eating it with real silverware. So we had to mix and match because I didn't have enough for everybody. I mean, I had enough plates and everything but you did a good job mixing and matching busted out all the mom stuff which was really special and so that was another way where we were like mom's kind of with us right now like this is right. this is neat so try to find things that you have or that you've inherited maybe and try to use them so that way they're with you on special days I know that sometimes. Well, Another thing is, it doesn't have to be a special day. Right. You know, I think when mom passed away going through her thing, some of
2: her nice silverware was still in plastic because she did not pull it out. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of like, gosh, why don't I just pull it out for not a special day? Like just on a random Tuesday, I'm going to use this.
0: That's true. You know, just
2: in honor of my loved one.
0: Yeah. So. And I don't know the role on like balloons and the ozone or the environment and what it does. I yeah. mean, I'm trying to be more environmentally conscious. Like, I just bought but hay. balloons are a thing. Balloons are a thing. And I mean, just so that you know, I yeah. I just invested in hay straws to be more environmentally friendly because I do not like paper straws. And I know, Christy, this is a struggle at a coffee shop. Like, you have now have lids that are strawless, which are... We have strawless lids, mm-hmm. yeah. So, shout out <laughs> for not using plastic straws. But <laughs> I don't know where everybody stands on the whole balloon thing. But with our mom, we recorded a Pimp and Joy video one year because Walker Hayes wrote the song, Joy Like Judy. And we made a video, the whole Bobby Bone Show, and listeners gathered, and it was really awesome. And my mom was there for it. And at the end of the video, my mom and my sister and I are holding three... Red balloons, and we released them into the sky. Was it three? We each had a balloon. We had a bundle. Yeah, you're right. We had a bundle, but I guess. We were carrying them like in the parade scene. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're right. It was a bundle. And then we released them in the video. So then at her funeral, someone had bought or brought us red balloons. And at the end of it, or her celebration of life, as I Mm -hmm. told y'all, we like to call it, we Mm -hmm. stood outside in the Texas Hill Country and released the red balloons to the sky. And it was, is very special. So I know that sometimes for kids, if they happen to be going through something, like they've lost a loved one and you're trying to do something with a kid, then maybe you can get a balloon and put a note inside or write a note on the balloon and, you know, let it release it up to heaven. And that's a way to... Also, send, like, a balloon message to acknowledge and remember someone that has passed away. But again, I don't know the, the balloon rule. But they do have those, like, light-up lantern things, too, that maybe dissolve as well. Mm-hmm. But they might be safer than balloons. So, anyway, I'm just kind of prefacing that in case I get any emails of, like, do you know how bad balloons are to do that, yeah, too? Yeah, are like, biodegradable balloons. Okay, so make sure you just to, do yeah, that. But uh, I don't— Different things. Yeah. And then, Christy, when you were in town for Thanksgiving, you told me about this book that you read. And I was like, okay, save that. I want you to tell me about Mm -hmm. it when we record. And others need to know about this. And then I also probably need to pick up a copy myself.
2: Right. It's a really um, good book. And right before I get into that, I wanted to just say, you know, lots of times it's just how you decide to live that can honor your loved one. I think the crazy thing was the Sunday after mom's funeral. Um, my pastor had already planned the sermon months in advance, and he spoke on dying well. And one of the things he said in there was to use the memories of your loved one's life to wipe the tears and to live in a way that's honorable. Our kind of duty when we lose the loved one is just to live our life better because of them. And so I think just even honoring a loved one in a way of going out and just saying, okay, I'm going to just choose to live this way today, or I'm going to choose to make someone's day better today or brighter or buy someone's drink at Starbucks or buy the people behind you at Chick-fil-A's meal. You know, just different little things just to honor them is just a sweet message. And nobody's going to honestly always know the exact reason why, but you do. And so you just kind of carry it that way. But yeah, this book, Five Regrets of the Dying, was one I came across, I think, Within the year after mom passed away, and it just really resonated with me, the five things, Um, and I don't have to go into a ton of detail on any of them to relate to them personally. So I think, and I saw a lot of that in mom's life, and I think in watching and walking along someone in death, something changes in you. And you're kind of broken open in a way, and a lot of things fall to the wayside that maybe were holding you back or keeping you in a box, um, if you let them. So anyway, the five regrets of the driving dying. You want me to start with number five? Yeah, i have just go number five, the one I resonate with the best.
0: Um, Well, then go five, four, three, two, one. Just quickly run through those, and then people can pick up the book to know more. But I think
2: honestly, yeah, so basic, but at the same time, so true. Right. So number five, the number five thing people, and so this is a a hospice nurse that kind of walked alongside people in many, many, many situations of people in end of life, and she was a caregiver to the family and to the loved one, and these are her observations over all of her years of walking with people. So the number five thing that she believes is a regret of the dying is that they wish they had let themselves be happier. And that's, that's so true. Like sometimes I think we just keep our own, we're in our own way from being happy. And like, we're always finding something that's wrong or, you know, it's basically a choose joy. Yeah. It's saying just choose joy. Like you get to choose it. You don't get to choose everything that happens to you, but you get to choose how you respond.
3: Mm -hmm. So
2: just let yourself be happy. Number four is I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. So that's kind of a big one, I guess, at end of life. And sometimes maybe in older people who have just sort of lost touch with friends for one reason or another. So just friendships are super important. Number three is I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. Mm. And so that can be either in just not bottling your feelings so much, like letting yourself have conversations maybe that are difficult Right. Um, Sometimes we avoid those because we're scared or we're conflict avoiders or whatever, but conflict is opportunity. And so working through that can be really healthy. But then also sharing your feelings that are positive that maybe you keep to yourself because it's also really vulnerable to share something really loving with someone, kind of both those ways. The number two thing was I wish I hadn't worked so hard. And in the book, she said this was a huge regret among mainly men um, or more so men. I think it could be a regret either way. But, you know, so many men put their careers ahead of their family time
3: um, for
2: good reasons sometimes, for providing, for all the things. um, But sometimes it just takes precedence over actual relationships. And then all of a sudden you're left with just work.
3: And then the the number
2: one thing is I wish I'd let I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself not the life others had expected of me.
3: Mm.
2: And I think that's that's such a real one. Um and I I realized that I have so often in life kind of gone more towards okay, what should I do? What are the expectations um, that others have on me that I should work towards versus even contemplating within myself like what are my own dreams what are my own desires what are my own wishes and I think that's that's a struggle a lot of us face is that we kind of just put ourselves in these boxes and kind of go a certain direction because it's the way we should versus maybe the way we really feel awakened to or led to and so I think a lot of Ben and I even being here with the kids in, in Colorado and even now going towards having this coffee shop and store and different things is, I think, a huge, um, I attribute it a lot to what we walked through with mom and how it really broke me open into just being kind of open and willing to move towards dreams, even though it's scary and even though it's uncomfortable and not putting myself on this path of, of where we should be and what we should be doing, you know, and trying to fall in line. So yeah, I think sometimes we just kind of have to get out of our own way. Yeah, and I've that. definitely been a person that's been in my own way in a lot of ways. Very true. So those were the five things.
0: Yeah. And then um, so the name of the book one more time. It is called The
2: Five Regrets of the D- Dying.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's by Bronnie, B R O N ie
0: Bronnie
2: Ware. Okay. And if you listen to it on tape, on, or on whatever audio, she's Australian, so she has a really cool accent. I listen to it. Yeah. On audio.
0: And since she was a hospice nurse, we'll just use this opportunity to shout out to hospice caretakers because our mom was in hospice and we had the most wonderful, amazing experience. And before that, we really didn't know much about hospice and what that meant. But mm-hmm. we're just, we're a family that, was so grateful for it um, when the time came. And the more we learned about it, we're like, wow. I mean, it just definitely takes a special type of nurse to be in that type of care because it is end of life. And Mm -hmm. at least the the Christopher House where our mom was involved in Austin was so amazing. So if you happen to be a hospice nurse, like we, we, I kind of just want to like give you a big old hug right now through the, (laughs) through the podcast because I know that it's hard and it's not easy probably after one of those kind of days to go home and and choose joy and continue to spread joy given what you're seeing.
2: Right. And I think so often we just kind of avoid thinking about the need for hospice care or avoid thinking about death. But I think when you can come to terms with your own humanity and just that death is a part of life, it really can shift your perspective on how you live. Um, and so walking through it with someone as we did with mom, I know, um, changed us both in, in ways, in ways for the better. And so it's something you don't want to say you wish everyone could experience it because that it, it's a terrible thing, but it's also such an awakening thing that just takes away a lot of the, the blinders that people can get that people have just from just living kind of this normal life.
0: Well, so. I know mom would be super proud of you, sister, and all that you're doing. So thank me you for too, coming on for the uh, special for me. special episode to honor mom and her birthday. And uh, I guess maybe I'll call you later. This is we're recording this a few days before <laughs> mom's birthday, but I'll call you on mom's birthday and we can sing that how oh, mom yeah. used to sing happy birthday that special way. I know. Like, you want to sing it? I mean, I don't really know that version, but she would always do that it. That was
2: that was the main thing is that, you know, she died the day before my birthday. And the next morning I did not get a call. And mm-hmm. that was pretty like, whoo, truth just smacked me in the face. But it says, today is a birthday. I wonder for who it must be for someone who's right in this room. Just look all around you for somebody who is laughing and smiling. My goodness, <laughs> you know, I didn't realize I would cry when I sang that.
0: But that's it. That's, that's the that's song. That's it. <laughs> Whenever it was our birthday, our mom would call us and sing that. And I don't know why I never, I never sang it. I was like, why don't, why don't we just sing the normal birthday song? But that's. And the... then after that, you're like, "Happy birthday to, to you. you! Happy birthday to yep. you! Yeah, so happy birthday, mom. We love you. We love you." Okay, so as promised, I have uh, Jennifer Nelson on. She is Captain Nelson's wife, and if you're familiar with Pimp and Joy from a few years ago, the big camo t-shirt fundraiser that we did with Building Homes for Heroes, it was to build them a house. And Jennifer, just for people that are not familiar or to refresh people's memory, why don't you tell us Nathan's story of what happened when he was serving?
3: Several years ago, six years ago, my husband was serving in his third deployment to Afghanistan and um, was hit by a 107-millimeter rocket um, while serving at a forward operating base. Um, he was the only injury. Um, he suffered a spinal cord injury and many internal injuries from flying shrapnel, and he did have some TBI issues for, for several years after that that we've been able to really mitigate, but he spent two years in the hospital post-injury. And lives a very good life now. Um, and he, he works a full time job with the, um, Congressman Matt Gates. He is the director of military affairs for him. And, uh, we had a, a hard road in there. Um, I also was concurrently pregnant with my, well, with our daughter, Eva, um, when he was injured. So three months after he was injured, I had our
0: first child. Yeah. So that was, that was a lot happening at that time for sure. And, When you had to start to realize there needed to be changes in how you were living, especially trying to navigate through the house and raise a family uh, with a wheelchair, is that when y'all like partnered up with Building Homes for Heroes and then uh, were building you an ADA certified house?
3: Um, Yeah, so um, we were actually um, at the Tampa VA hospital Um, and spoke with a few other wounded vets who had um, been helped from that organization. And they said, you should call them and apply. Um, They'll help you through the ADA process and getting an ADA home, or they'll just at least know who to contact. So we did, and we met Andy Pujols, um, who is the president and creator, founder, and father of Building Homes for Heroes. And he said, I'm gonna build you a ground up house. And um, of course, I was absolutely floored and, and brought to tears. That was such a generous thing for somebody to do. Um, and he promised me. He said, "Jen, it'll be completely mortgage free. You'll turn. You'll literally move in and live your life." And so that's exactly what we did. We we built the home. We moved in December of 2016. I'm sorry, 2017, and so this is our second Christmas in our home, and we uh, still have a very, very good family with Building Homes for Heroes to this day. We actually were just eating dinner with them the other night.
0: Oh, I love that so much, and so when, you know, we find different ways to come alongside people, whether it's individuals or organizations, and we knew the military being... At something that we love supporting in general. I mean, my husband was in the Air Force for 12 years. And then just everyone on the Bobby Bone Show is all, and our listeners, of course, like taking care of our military is up there along in the shop Ford. So when Mary and Bobby and I were talking about it, we we're like, yeah, we've got to find something to give back to those that serve. And we found out Building Homes for Heroes was building a house for y'all. And we were like, well, how can we help? Because that's what they do. And then they fundraise and they get different donors. And we put up this camo Pimpin' Joy t-shirt and it sold so fast like people were just so excited to support Captain Nelson and your family and Building Homes for Heroes and what they were doing like it was one of the coolest moments to see because stuff I mean sales were just coming in like crazy and we just did it this last year with a Pimpin' Joy patriotic line for Scotty West who is an IREC war vet that you know, lost a leg right. and yeah. And so building Homes for Heroes is building him a house. And so we were able to partner with that one yeah. too. And so it's just when we can, we can be a part of that. It's super special. And I say we like everybody that, you know, spreads the word about Pimp and Joy that bought the camo shirt and was able to support y'all. And then I know that introduced y'all to Pimp and Joy. And I don't know when you first heard about it, were you kind of like, what? What what is pimp and joy? I don't know what that means, but so I'd like yeah. to hear from your side what that was like, and then you know how y'all. I know that you already you didn't need pimp and joy to do this because y'all y'all are the type of people you already knew you were going to um, look at the positives and continue with life. And there's going to be hard days, but not let it rule you. But what role um, has pimp and joy played? in that with, with you? Because I, I don't want to, I'm not trying to take credit for that part, not not me or the show oh, or and Joy no. or anything, but we were just so honored to be a part of y'all's story. And I just wonder if, if it helped play any role in in, in your life.
3: Oh, absolutely. Um, when initially it was brought to our attention that and Joy, hashtag and Joy, wanted to help us out and do this you know, day worth fundraiser, we thought, oh, one, we loved the hashtag Pim and Joy. Like, yeah, because that's what we're trying to do. Like, we're just trying to live our life. We're just trying to get through every single day and and thank God for the trials and tribulations as well as all of the joys because there are so many joyous moments even in the ones that don't feel so joyous. Um, There's so many silver linings. And then we heard your mom's story about... um, how she was she was battling cancer, and y'all started the hashtag Pim and, Joy. and because every day she was going in and she had a smile on her face and she you know just worked with it the best she could and never got um, uh, down and out and lived a very beautiful life and and I thought you know what that's really that's really inspiring because it's really what Nathan and I feel like we want to do is just continue to hold our head up and, and try to keep going every single day. But the, uh, the fundraiser helped immensely. I believe, um, I, I don't want to misquote, but I believe we, we raised about a hundred thousand dollars, um, just off those shirt sales. And I didn't know we, we rushed that many people, um, you know, and so when, when it got started, um, you know, Nate and I prayed over it and said, you know, God, you know, this is not really just an us blessing. This is like a blessing for our organization. This is bringing awareness to the Pimpin' Joy campaign. And this is really going to do well for other people. And we just want you to take it and bless it and love it and multiply it. And when they came back with the numbers, I was like, holy smokes, I cannot even believe this. But then to see how it has grown even past where where we were and how it it continued to bless other organizations. It uh, continued to bless, um, you know, Scotty West um, through that campaign. And he's so excited. They're building him a a home in Arkansas. And um, I got to meet him recently in New York. Fantastic guy. Can't wait to go to Arkansas, my old stomping ground, to go see his house. And... um, it's just a beautiful campaign and it's a, it's a, you know, something that people should really get involved with. And it asks, you know, people will ask questions about it because I still wear my Tempin' Joy gear. Um, and I've got it on my key fob and I've got it on my license plate cover and people will ask me, hey, what is this hashtag Tempin' Joy? And then I'll tell them about it. And they're like, oh man, you know, so they've got a website. And I'm like, yes, get on the website and get your gear. So um, of course, you know many Christmas presents are also the four things totes, and um, uh, everybody uses them as a beach tote when we when we're hanging out at the beach now, which is great. And of course, everybody's got their hoodie, uh, their pimpin' joy hoodies. So oh well,
0: it's, Jennifer, uh, it's I really love, great. I love that, and you know, just to kind of also share with listeners like the the kind of people that y'all are, along with the the pimpin' joy. Uh, funds for building homes for heroes to go towards y'all's house we also set aside some funds to send y'all to disneyland with your family and we is it disney world or disneyland i don't know that that even matters but Uh, y'all are in it would be the one in florida right world is in florida yeah okay so disney world and we were super excited Mm -hmm. about that because i mean you've got kids and that's something y'all can go do and just kind of take a break and stuff like that's not cheap by any means and create some memories. And, you know, you all hadn't taken us up on it yet, but it was still there. And I know Mary reached out to you and was like, hey, oh shoot, we haven't done anything with this and we still have those funds if y'all would like to go to Disney. And I'm going to let you share what you told Mary because we were just like, wow, like they're the Nelsons. Those are some amazing people.
3: (laughs) Well, one of our friends passed away untimely. And he was a, we did that. He was a, a godly man. He was a man that was the epitome of pimp and joy. He really was. He walked into to rooms where he knew no one and he left with hundreds of new friends. He really, him and his wife both were just fantastic people, and and really paramount in our lives to build our tribe of that positivity. We're gonna keep going, and sometimes it sucks a little bit, but we're just gonna keep going and try to rise above and try to try to leave a legacy in some way. And um, we uh, we were actually scheduling dinner with him just the night before, and we said, okay, y'all are back in town, we're back in town, let's do dinner on Thursday night and um and they said we'll be there at six we'll we'll we we'll bring potluck i said great and on tuesday mid in the middle of the night he had a massive heart attack and passed away very untimely at 36. Mm. and so him and his wife did not have any children and he was not able to work and neither was she due to the nature of his injuries that he had sustained in um, his time in service so she was left kind of in a financial strait. And and um and that phone call from Mary came at a really beautiful time because Ashley and I had just been talking about her finances and what does she need to get through for at least two more months? Like what's the mortgage on the house? And, you know, does she have any car payments or things out there and what did it total? And, and it was really just shy of about $5,000. And I said, I looked at my husband, I said, that $5,000 is hers, that's Ashley's. And that's why it's still there. And Ugh, um, I just got
0: goosebumps. Mary, Cause yeah, that's we could just
3: pass it over.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's what was passed over. And so oh, the the pimp and joy domino effect um, or the spreading joy and just loving others and taking care of people. And, you know, you had mentioned that you and Nathan had prayed before the campaign started for it to just be multiplied and used and, and spread. and And it was. And we're just so thankful for that. And that was an answer to y'all's prayer. And all of it, ultimately, y'all being blessed with the house and the shirts even going out and even seeing people in the camo shirts or whatever Pimp and Joy gear people are carrying around, that's an answer to my mom's prayer uh, that she prayed one yeah. day at the chapel at MD Anderson Lord, use this cancer for good. So lots yeah. of prayers well, being I answered.
3: Will you, I will tell you this. Amy, what was really very cool was that we were in New York with Bellingham's for Heroes over Veterans Day, and I know that we we didn't plan to talk about this, but I, it just dawned me. I got to tell you this. So we're there. Veterans Day parade is happening. We are not in the Veterans Day parade. We're there for a completely another reason. And Nate and I are 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 just walking down the street, and a woman and her husband both were wearing Pimp and Joy hoodies walking oh. towards us. And I went, Nate, look and they and they were the blue hoodies with the stars on them that say, you know, Pimp and Joy. And and I was like, Wow, and we don't even know who those people are or where they're from. But maybe they were listeners and, and they, they took part in it and they just so happened to be here and, and supporting Veterans Day parade. Also, I wish I'd have stopped and and at least taken a picture and then sent it, like texted it to you, like, "Hey, Amy, (laughs) New York City has to have some joy on the street," you
0: know. Oh, um, I would have loved that. I mean, that is cool, and it that brings a huge smile to my face and more goosebumps because, yes, like when I see it randomly in the street too, it is. It's this weird connection that you feel with someone, and whether you actually do say hi or not. It is. It's it's a connection, and then sometimes if you do say hi, it's cool. I mean, you know that. You're likely going to have something in common, and that's going to be Pimp and Joy, or the Bobby Bone Show, or the Shot Forward, or you know, choosing yeah. joy, spreading joy, being joy, all that. And it's just, it's it's super cool. And again, like I said, an answer to my mom's prayer. And I once saw a guy in the street. I've told this on the podcast before, but I'll tell you just so that you know, it's not weird if you do want to holler at somebody in Pimp and Joy. It's I feel like everyone would be super friendly. But I freaked out in Austin one time because a guy walked by in this custom red, white, and blue Pimpin' Joy hat that we had made. And I turned back to look at him and yell. And I wasn't paying attention to where I was going. And I ran right into a tree. Um, and it was pretty I bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to go. Oh, no. Yeah, I had to go to the chiropractor. I was there for an event. Like my knee was like scraped off. Like it was a whole... So, oh, you know, no. and they, they were so nice. They ran over and said hi, and I got to meet them. <laughs> and, um, you know, so you never know what might happen if you holler at somebody that's wearing and Joy. But um, more, I would say uh, 10 times out of 10, they're going to be friendly and awesome. And Jennifer, I appreciate the update. Uh, would you uh, a little bit? I, but I want to hear about you and Nathan and your life right now, just quickly, if you just want to fill us in on what's going on with y'all.
3: Sure. So uh, many, many, many good things are happening, and um, we are both working. We're both in year three of our jobs. So when we were told when Nate left the hospital uh, that neither one of us would ever work again, um, we said, we'll show you, <laughs> and and we did. Um, so Nathan, you know, like I said, he works a full-time job. He's actually out today, you know, still continuing that mission and that fight on behalf of our veterans our active duty service members right here in the Panhandle. And, uh, in official government capacity. Um, I'm still selling real estate. I actually, just before I took your call, I was talking to a client and then talking to another agent and we're trying to close out some stuff and, and bless some people for Christmas, which was, you know, pretty paramount. It's like what we want to do is just continue spread joy and love any way that we can. And then, um, over in the top that. So Eva's birthday is this Saturday. She'll be six years old and we're super proud of her. She's in first grade. And just growing like weed, and just the light of our lives. So we are blessed immensely, um, and and thankful for everyone who rallied uh, with us when we needed it most. And we are—we'll never be able to pay it back. We'll never be able to outgive God, um, because He is the ultimate giver and the ultimate blesser. But we are sort of trying to find ways. To com- continue to support one local businesses in America, but we want to also support people who support other people. So we love the Shop Forward and the Pimp and Joy campaign for that because um, you do you continue to bless other people.
0: Oh well, y'all are a huge encouragement and inspiration to us. And Jennifer, like, let's say people, why don't you talk? Say the area that you work when it comes to real estate, and then where people can find you in case they might need a real estate agent. <laughs> Yeah,
3: I'm in Northwest Florida, so I work anywhere from Pensacola to Destin. And um, I work for all of the six military bases that are in our area, so Hurlburt, Eglin. I have an awesome team of military families who, who work here, too. So if you don't see me, you might talk to me, but you might work with one of my partners. But, oh, I guess the other fun thing was is I published my book this year. So if you want to know the whole story about Jen, Nate, and Eva, you can find it on Kindle and um, Amazon, and it's a very uh, reasonable price point, but it's called Divine Soldier.
0: Okay, so, yes. I'm glad you said that. It's so fun. Okay, but yeah, I you forgot did,
3: all about that.
0: Yeah, Divine Soldier, and it's on Amazon. And then how, uh, well, I, you mentioned where you cover real estate, but how can people find you?
3: Yeah, so I'm a Keller Williams agent, so if you want to get on, find my agent at Keller Williams. Um, you can find me there or you can shoot me a message jennifer.nelson
0: at kw.com perfect yeah definitely not asking you to throw out your phone number but that was cute yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay well Jennifer it was so great to talk to you uh, tell the fam we said hello and uh, yes. I look forward to checking out your book I just wrote that down um, I'll add it to my Amazon page for people um, that way it's easy to find radio oh, um for that, I have a whole section that I'm slowly adding to. It's not like a crazy big section of books, but I have a, a section titled Books. And that's where you'll be able to find Divine Soldier because I'm going to add it there. And then I'm going to also order it myself. <laughs> um, so, Perfect. Thank you, Amy. Okay. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. All right. Many blessings to you and your family as well. Okay. Bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Okay. That's a wrap on today's episode. At least the four things. I do have an email shout out from Ashley. Um, but I feel like I, I liked the four things. I like where they went, appreciated everyone that was a part of it. And I think my mom would like it, I don't know. Maybe she gets four things with Amy Brown in heaven. She's It's on her podcast list. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but Ashley, I I got this email from you and I'm going to read it and then I will address uh what you talked about so here's the email shout out hey amy i lost my dad on july 9th of this year and it has affected me in ways i never could have imagined i've always been a very laid-back relaxed happy-go-lucky kind of person i never had any issues with sleeping ever when my head hit the pillow i was out never any issues with anxiety and honestly i was one of those people who didn't think it was a real thing Over the last six months, I've learned that anxiety is definitely a very real and physical thing. I've heard you mention on the show a few times that you dealt with some anxiety and sleep issues around the time that your mom passed away, and I was just wondering if you could speak more in depth on some of the symptoms you experienced and acknowledge Anything or any knowledge, excuse me, you can gather on how to prevent anxiety and panic attacks. I've had a handful of them during the night, one that sent me to the ER. My symptoms are hard to explain to others around me who have never experienced anything like it. I've talked to a few friends who have had similar attacks in their past, and it has helped me understand that what I'm experiencing is normal. And that maybe I'm not on the verge of a heart attack or stroke. I thought if there were any of your other listeners who may be experiencing anxiety for the first time in their life, it might be helpful to hear that they are not the only ones and they may be able to relate to some info you're about to provide. Thank you for all that you do. By the way, you had offered to send me a gratitude journal because I missed the first pre-order because I was at the doctor due to anxiety. Your offer was so sweet and thoughtful and meant a lot to me. I was able to order from the second round and receive my order in the mail today. Cannot wait to give my sisters and my daughters theirs so that we can all get started. Thank you, your BFF, Ashley. And in parentheses, she put, my kids always know I'm talking about you if I say my BFF. They roll their eyes and say, mom, she doesn't even know who you are, LOL. <laughs> okay, Ashley. So this is, uh, all of this is so real and so true. And I feel you. And I hate that you are going through this. And I I definitely uh, experienced a lot of anxiety I, had, I have one attack that is very vivid in my memory, but nothing that like sent me to the hospital and I don't feel like I'm a, a big expert here on this at all. So I'm just going to share with you things that worked for me and hopefully it will work. But I do think that at that level, professional help needs to be sought out. So just know I am not any sort of medical professional here. I have to give that disclaimer. Uh, but what you're feeling is very real. And I mean, you're, you have trouble concentrating, you're easily fatigued, you're irritable, you can't sleep. Um, you have social anxiety, you're excessively worrying. Like one time I was leaving to go walk my dog, Josie, uh, she is no longer with us, but she was my dog at the time. And my mom had passed away. Probably she'd been gone like a few months and I don't know what happened, but I physically could not go outside and walk her. And that's really what I needed. I felt like the fresh air would help me. It was like I was on the verge of a anxiety attack, but I thought if I got outside, it would make everything better. I couldn't even make it out the door. Um, oh my gosh, it's like I'm going back to that place. But I was in our house. We've We've since moved out of that house. But I have a very, very vivid memory of being on the floor in the hallway between the kitchen and the entryway and I just fell to the floor and could not stop crying. Like I was sobbing so intensely. I don't know that I have ever cried that hard. And what's crazy is, I mean, I cried a lot when my mom was sick and, of course, when we lost her. But the day of her funeral, I did not cry at all, Um, or her celebration of life. Duh. I should know that's what we're calling it because we've talked about it in this episode. But on that day, I did not cry. And I don't think you could have made me cry. Something just was not allowing me to cry. So anyway, then I think I kind of maintained that and I never really broke. I didn't have like a big cry probably until this moment. And it was full blown anxiety attack. I couldn't breathe. I felt like I, but again, not anything to worry me or send me to the hospital because I feel like I kind of understood what was happening to me. But I was almost just like, if someone had been witnessing it, they probably would have been a little freaked out. But my husband was gone. We didn't have kids at the time, and yeah, I just I just lost it. I felt like I was going crazy, and I couldn't control my body and everything that was happening. But I just want you to know that anxiety is totally normal, and it is a common part of the grieving process, so you're going to have to go through that. Now, some of the things that helped me, I started going to counseling, and I— started uh, taking medication. Now, I don't think that medication is for everybody. Actually, I had started the medication before counseling. So I should be, uh, I just wanted to be honest about that. Not that I was trying to not be honest, but you know what I mean? I wanted to give you the the facts. I started medication Xanax probably two nights before my mom passed away. Now she was in hospice. We knew she was dying. It was coming and we were not able to sleep. So I got on the Xanax. And, and sleeping pills, but I hated the sleeping pills. They did not work for me. I hated the way they made me feel, so I didn't take those. I would take half a Xanax, I would cut it in half, and I would take that at night to sleep. I didn't have to take it during the day to function, but I had to take it at night to quiet my mind and just allow me to rest. And uh, so I continued that through this grieving process that I'm talking about. So I knew I had... But when I was on Xanax, I wanted to sleep. So I never took it during the day. But what you might need is some of that to take during the day. I'm just, i very pro-holistic ways of doing things, but I'm also very pro-medicine. And I feel like if you're going through bouts where you have been sent to the hospital for this, it might be time for that. Um, But there could be natural things that you could take as well. But for me, I needed the Xanax, and that's just the truth. Uh, I also started counseling. So I had a combination of those two things, which I really think helped the anxiety and me being able to sleep at night. And it gave me, um, the counseling gave me coping skills for like when I was going to have anxiety or preparing for the trauma that I experienced when my mom passed away, because it wasn't it, the things I saw and the things I had to deal with and then being by her side when she passed away, uh, you know, it was a lot. So. It was a traumatic event for me, and I don't know if you're currently in counseling, but I would say seek that out, and then for yourself, try to get back to the basics as hard as it is. For me, I had an eating disorder that was not present in my life for probably 12 years or so uh, before my mom died, and the day after she died, it came back, so that added to my issues, um, which was not healthy at all and i really struggled getting back to the basics of taking care of myself eating healthy sleeping exercising i was probably too excessive i mean i think you can go overboard one way like over exercising and restricting food and if you have disordered eating like if that sneaks into your world cuz you're trying to control something which that's what i was then my my life felt out of control so i wanted to control it and Uh, my bulimia came back. And now I'm thankful that that is behind me again. But it it was almost like I could not control it. It just came back. I I literally, it was like an out-of-body experience when it happened because it was like an alcoholic losing their chip. Like I had years and years and years of not doing that to myself because I hated it. And I didn't want to go back there. But The and my therapist had told me like the minute my mom died and that trauma was experienced like I had a time capsule in my head that kind of opened and all this stuff started flooding out and it was how I was going to deal with the trauma. So it was my coping mechanism, although I feel like there's a lot of other things that are involved with eating disorder and disordered eating and food. That is what happened to me at that time. So for me, it took me a long time to get back to the basics of taking care of myself and feeling good about myself. I mean, I got down to like 108 pounds. For me, not healthy at all whatsoever. And I got fixated on that. Um, I started to just get fixated on things that didn't matter because I was trying to distract myself from a lot of the pain. I would go to yoga, hot yoga, where I would sweat like two times a day. I would walk my dog for hours, um, you know, on the days that I could. On other days, I would, yeah, maybe be in my hallway crying. I went to yoga once and the teacher, my teacher, Sarah, who I loved, and I probably cried in yoga a lot with her during that time, but specifically one class I'll never forget is she had us get into the frog pose and our hips is where we hold a lot of tension and uh, stress and she had us get in frog pose and I could not get out. I couldn't even get into it for that matter, but then when I was trying to get into it, I got stuck because my hips were such a hot mess from everything that I was going through and I wasn't allowing myself to heal. And I just started bawling, crying right there in class because I was stuck in the freaking frog pose and it was the worst. Um, And I say all this so that you know, like, don't, I'm trying to say, don't make the mistakes that I made of not taking care of yourself. Like get back to the basics as quickly as possible when it comes to those, um, those types of things: sleep, eat healthy, exercise, spend time with family and friends. You know, people that give you energy and can give you support. Get go out and you know do some of your favorite things. What are your hobbies? Um, and that way you can your anxiety can be more manageable when when you're doing all those things. I truly believe that. Um, find a support community like people that might be grieving as well. I mean, I never had to go get into a support group, but maybe I should have. And I just kind of am now throwing this out there as a tip, like your church may have one, hospitals have them, like your local community, schools, there's different groups that might be gathering and they're going through similar experiences or similar losses, and they can be there for you. If you don't have a group like that, then ask for help with family and friends, if they know anybody, or if they can help you go through some of the things you're going through, some of the things you have to tackle. Um, or some of the things you may have to be deal with, like my sister and I had tons of paperwork with my mom and medical bills and all that. And thank you, Christy. She took care of the majority of that. Cause I'm just not an adult when it comes to that sort of thing. Um, but that was a lot. And I know that that was taxing on my sister and. I know that she, her husband would help her and my husband would help her. So it was a group effort to get some of that done. So ask for help. And then, um, yeah, just know that I think with the right self-care and the right support and counseling and maybe the right types of medicine, maybe, um, you can gain back your, your sense of control after losing your dad, uh, or to whoever needs to hear this. If it's not just Ashley, but your particular experience, Ashley, of losing your dad, gosh, I know it's so hard. But there will come a day where you feel back to normal and the anxiety will will lessen and you know, you'll look back on it and it will be a memory. And sure, I I don't know I I hate that I had to go through that, but now I'm able to offer you some of my experience, Ashley. So therefore now I am thankful for those restless nights for The uncontrollable crying for the crazy attack I know I had when I was on the floor and could not get up and just felt like I couldn't breathe and the whole world was falling down around me. Um, Hated that moment, but now I'm thankful for it because I can stand here and say, if you are having those moments, you are not alone and there is light. There is light on the other side and you just have to put in the work to get there and it's not easy, um, but you can get there. So Thank you for the email, Ashley. Thank you to everyone that listened to today's episode. Thank you, Mom, for being uh, the inspiration that you were to me and to Christy and to so many others in your life. You uh, you were an amazing mom, and I love you. Happy birthday. All right. This sun season, evolve your sun care with new Banana Boat 360 coverage. With Advanced Control Mist, it's a new way to spray It's an all-new bottle for an all-new mist experience that smells great and is incredibly light on your skin. You can even customize your spray. Like, to cover targeted areas, you just tap the trigger lightly, or you can pull the trigger fully for a long, continuous spray, ensuring long-lasting banana boat protection. Plus, it's refillable. From sweat-resistant sport formula to kids SPF 50+, plus. This is sun care that'll come in handy when my kids are swimming, playing sports, when I'm hiking, when we're out at the lake, or whatever it is that we're doing outdoors. Shop Banana Boat360 Mist at Walmart, Target, or Amazon. In every pair of Tacova's boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Takova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers. And with occasional resoling, they're gonna last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you're going to be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. So come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, And don't go gently, y'all. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you